Welcome to The Cauldron, a podcast hosted by Ed Bolton Greer, the creator of Ravensvale. In each episode, Ed will have free-flowing conversations about horror, life, culture, and personal growth. Expect to hear from storytellers, authors, horror experts, life gurus, thought leaders, and influencers. The Cauldron is a place where concoctions of a lot of ideas are brewed down to potions that are sometimes important and useful, sometimes eccentric and bizarre, but always just what you need. The Cauldron podcast may contain explicit language and thematic elements not suitable for all audiences. Listener discretion is advised. Well, hey there, family. Welcome back to another episode of the Ravensville Cauldron. I'm your host, Ed Bolden Greer, and my co-host is Jacob Garner, a.k.a. Freddy Cat. Hello, hello, everyone. If you've been following the evolution of the cauldron, you know we've been changing things about a bit. In last week's episode, we talked about Sasquatch, and today, well, we're going to discuss a topic that's near and dear to Jacob's dark little heart. We're going to take a deep dive into the history and mystery of uh, him. (laughs) We're going to get a little nosy about Jacob's life, and he's agreed to answer all the questions that listeners send in, and I have a few questions of my own. Before we start this fascinating topic, Jacob, what's been going on, man? You know, the same old, same old. Getting ready to take a vacation to the Bahamas soon. Nice. Can't wait to leave this cold weather behind for uh, about a week. <laughs> are you and your twin doing a cruise again? Yeah, yeah, but this time we are not driving to Cape Canaveral. We are going to fly into Orlando this time. Well, I hope, I hope, beyond hope, that it doesn't snow and ice like they say it's going to. Well, that's going to be your guys' problems. I'll be thinking about you when I'm in Grand Turk. That Well, please understand, the plane has to be able to take off for you to get there. I will swim to the Bahamas <laughs> at this point. What about that Super Bowl 58, Jacob? Let's go, baby. Let's go. I think we're on opposite teams for this year. Yeah, 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 yeah. My family, huge 49ers fans, all from San Francisco. So, obviously, we're rooting for the Niners. Uh, I have to be for the Kansas City Chiefs, uh, you know, the Federation of State Massage Therapy Boards. Our home office is in Kansas. Yeah, whatever. A- and all of the staff there are extra fans, extra, extra, if you will, fans of the Kansas City Chiefs. I mean, uh, I'll be honest with you. I kind of, I love Patrick Mahomes. And who isn't a fan of the Swell C power couple? You know what I mean? Yeah. And, you know, Let's really be honest. And I mean, we're both in Tennessee and we have loyalties to. Yeah, the Titans. Titans. I'm a Titans <laughs> fan now, honestly. And, sh- you know, I just want to, for any of my other Titans fans, I'm also upset that we got rid of Mike Vrabel. I think we can Absolutely. all agree on that. Um, I think that was just disgraceful. It's a terrible, terrible idea. But, um, Jacob, uh, you know, I do have to point out that since 1971, the 49ers and the Chiefs have played a total of 15 games. They're about to play their 16th. And out of all those games, the Kansas City Chiefs have won eight of them, including Super Bowl 54. That's that's so disrespectful, man. Like, listen, <laughs> let me just root for the Niners, all right? I, I, I understand, but also we're going to root for Kansas City Chiefs. Go Chiefs! Oh, God. <laughs> but no, no I, in all seriousness, you've heard that they're – we're going to have some cold, more cold weather. Yeah, actually, yeah, in like two weeks, I believe. Yeah, in a, yeah, between uh, 10 to 14 days, they say. I'm going to be real with you, man. I have seen enough snow and ice that if I don't see any more, unless I travel to go to a mountain range, go like Ober Gatlinburg or something, yeah. it, I'll be happy. I'll, I'll be fine with that. I'm not yeah. a cold weather person. I, I, I am so not a cold weather person. I, I even have T-shirts that say, I'm cold, you know, <laughs> uh, because I'm cold all the time. But, you know, I, I don't want to eliminate snow. I want snow like before when we had like an inch on the ground and it was melted by noon and we got a snow day because I love a snow day. Okay, yeah, yeah. yeah. That's yeah. a fair, that's fair. Yeah. It looks pretty and, you know, I can get out and go do the things I need to do. But, yeah, they say we're going to get some more cold weather. That's why I was talking about flying out because you're leaving on what day? I'm leaving on the 2nd. 2nd. So yeah. eh, you it may be that you can't get back. <laughs> Gosh. Anyway, what do you think about the new digs we're in? Man, I love it. I love it so much. I mean, not only is it bigger, 
what you've done, I mean, your feng shui is out of this world. More importantly, you've got my uh, French press and some fresh coffee every time I come in. Got to take care of the staff, man. Which, I mean, let me just, like, explain. Dr. Bolden absolutely hates coffee. But he, well, I love he, the smell. He no, loves the smell. I love the smell. But he, he bought this equipment and the coffee just for your boy, which I really appreciate. Well, we have to give you some go juice in the morning. So did you tell uh did you tell the listeners uh what what suite we're in too by the way? No, we haven't let them know that yet. <laughs> um but if you are noticing a little difference in the sound it's because we're in our new suite. It's much more soundproof. On top of that, we've upgraded some of our equipment and everything. Uh what Jacob's alluding to is we're in suite G. Oh yeah, baby. Suite G. Jacob, go ahead. Yeah, dude, we're we're located deep in the G spot right now, guys. <laughs> The entire staff has lovingly named the podcast office the G-Spot. That's what I put up with on a daily basis, folks. I love it. (laughs) This month is Black History Month, and we are taking a moment to honor the strength, resilience, and achievement of black women throughout history. Women who have broken barriers, shattered stereotypes, and paved the way for future generations. From Rosa Parks, whose act of defiance sparked the Montgomery bus boycott, a pivotal event in the civil rights movement, to Kamala Harris, the first woman and first African-American to ever hold the office of vice president of the United States. We celebrate the contributions of women like Katherine Johnson, a mathematician whose calculations were instrumental in the success of NASA's Apollo missions. And we recognize the impact of women like Michelle Obama, the first African-American first lady of the United States who continues to inspire with her advocacy for education and healthy living. These women and countless others have left indelible marks on our society, culture, and history. Their stories remind us of the power of perseverance, courage, and conviction. So this month, we invite you to join us in celebrating Black History Month. Let's take this opportunity to learn reflect, and be inspired by these incredible women who have helped shape our world. Well, Jacob, I guess we need to get this show rolling. All righty. So over the past couple of weeks, we snuck around, Jacob, and asked the staff, and you knew we were asking listeners to submit questions they wanted us to ask you, and we got a lot of questions. Oh, I'm sure. Some of which were pretty interesting, some of which we've decided not to put into this episode, even though we love putting Jacob on the spot. We do have a just a tad bit of decorum. <laughs> so we got a lot of different types of questions, and we're going to mix it up. No particular order. I thought we'd start today with a, you know, would you rather top question as an icebreaker? Oh, yeah. I love those. You ready to start the interrogation, Jacob? Let's get it on. So, Jacob... Would you rather have a rewind button or a pause button for your life? Okay, let me think. Um, A pause or a rewind button for my life? I think because I can't just hold my finger on a pause button 24-7. I mean, I could, but that'd be kind of weird. Um, I think a rewind button would be... You are kind of weird. Yeah, yeah, that's fair. Nobody would really question it if I was just carrying a remote control around. (laughs) But... I think I would want a rewind button mainly because I really like failing at things because it gives me an opportunity. Do you opp- want to rephrase that? Uh, I don't know. <laughs> hear me out. Hear me out. I like failing at things because it gives me another opportunity to succeed at it. So if I have a rewind button, I could fail a million times at something and get really good at dealing with it, right? I, I can see what you're saying. Also, I mean, I could figure out who's going to win Super Bowl you know, 58. The rewind Chiefs. ten minutes. The Chiefs are going to win. Bet heavy on the money line. Statistically, statistically, Chiefs are going to win. I want to check the money line on that one. Uh, so, Jacob, uh, now for the real question, or a real question, I guess I should say. Okay. Hmm. What's your personal story, and how did you get where you are today? You know, there's like two different ways I could answer this. I'm going to opt to not do the, I was born in Tacoma, Washington, and da-da-da-da-da. Were you born in Tacoma, Washington? Sure was. Oh. Sure was, um, on an Air Force base. I I just assumed it was in San Francisco. No, no, no. I was born in uh, Tacoma, Washington with my twin, Zach. You were bored with your twin? Yeah, yeah, not separately. (laughs) 
Same day, believe it or not. Um, <laughs> minutes apart. Minutes apart. Two minutes older. You're, I, I am two minutes older. So I think instead of going through all of that, where I really believe that my life truly started was at 16 uh, when I moved out. And when you move out when you're that young, and I completely understand there's people that moved out significantly younger than me, but when you move out at 16, it teaches you a lot about the world, it teaches you a lot about self-reliance, determination to try to get something better for yourself, struggle. That's very important, I think. And I did the classic mistake of working in a large corporate service industry job thinking that it was going to be possible for me to climb up the ladder and have some modicum of success that I could be proud of. And it did not turn out the way that I had planned, but it was exactly all according to plan, I think, because then I found the school that you and Jared run. And I think... And me. And you, of course. (laughs) When uh, when people ask me that have known me for years about how I'm doing with this new career that I've now plunged myself into, I can genuinely tell them I've never been this happy before. And I, I, that is through that lens of helping people and, and, and making myself available to people, whether it's at my gym or with my friends or at work especially – I'm here today based off of my ability to, I don't know, just keep my shoulders up, my head down. Uh, I like that answer, Jacob. (laughs) I I, I see that in you every day. So a follow-up question to that. What are some of the challenges or obstacles that you faced leaving the house at age 16? Yeah. Uh, I mean, that had to be hard. And, and how did you overcome them? I actually haven't had any challenges. My life has been nothing but easy. Uh, bullshit. <laughs> <laughs> Moving out at 16 was really, there was, it wasn't all scary. There was an exciting aspect to it. Oh, yeah. Having, having emancipation or your freedom at 16, I'm sure that was exciting. I'm sure there's also a terrifying moment in it. It was scary, but when you're that young, you're too dumb to understand how scary the world can be yet, I don't think. <laughs> so I, uh, a lot of the challenges that I overcame, it came with a lot of sacrifice. You know, making the decision that I need to spend the last $10 that I have in gas, not food, that I needed to work 14-hour shifts to make sure that I could try to get off of a, the floor of an addict that I lived in. Well, and I'm sure not just financially, but leaving at 16, I'm sure you sacrificed some of, your, your, of the normal things that a teenager that would be in high school would, would experience. It's sad because... A lot of one thing that I realized that made me very different and it gave me a goal to work towards really is when you're when you're in high school, everybody always talks about, God, I wish I was fucking home right now. I didn't have a home. There was nothing waiting for me when I left school. So the way I overcame that was uh, home was home was where I felt comfortable. So I joined a bunch of clubs and stuff, kept me. There after school, hung out with a bunch of friends. I mean, it, it can't be overstated. Having good friends, good positive role models in your life, I, I really, really think is what helped me overcome the most. And even though I was estranged from my family up until I was 21, 22, I still always had Zach, you know? And Zach, his just overwhelming amount of support, faith in me, the love that he shared with me. If it wasn't for that, you guys would not be listening to my voice right now. I guarantee it. Yeah. I guarantee it. Zach's pretty just laid back. I love him. Takes it takes it in stride. Takes oh, everything yeah. in stride. Well, our, our next question's a little different. It's a listener question. Uh, and so listener at Tarot Mommy asked... <laughs> I love that name. <laughs> uh, are you and your brother identical twins? 
You know, believe it or not, technically we're actually fraternal twins. But anybody, really? yeah, I know, right? Everybody that sees him or I, or even listens to our voice or our laugh or our body language, it's all the exact same. Yeah, I mean, I have a picture of you all in short, short Daisy Dukes and <laughs> cut off Budweiser shirts. Oh yeah, we look I, great. You, you can't. You look okay. <laughs> <laughs> um, it's hard to tell you two apart. Oh yeah, especially if you're playing it up. Oh yeah. When know? we were younger, before we ended up getting older, now a natural occurrence, huh? <laughs> yeah, I know. With the passage of time, me and Zach have definitely grown more differences in our appearance. But when we were younger, I mean, we might as well have been identical. I mean, there was no way for anybody to tell us apart. Well, I'll I'll say this. I don't th- I think the differences in your appearance are are personal choices today. Yeah. Not actual physical differences. Mm-hmm. I mean, you all may have scars or tattoos that are different now. Yeah. But ultimately, you all still look alike. Oh, yeah. I mean, we looked so identical growing up that, uh, let me just tell a quick story about this. This is really kind of funny. So, first of all, y'all, uh, I know you're just getting to listen, but I get to look at his face and he just cracked up. Oh, man. I love it. This story cracks me up. Um, so, in high school, when I was 16 and Zach was 16, um, we both kind of made our. So, mo- as twins, you're the as same twins, age. As twins, when we turned 16 simultaneously <laughs> with a two minute difference, uh, we had made our minds up at what we wanted to do later in life. I decided I was going to be the first person to graduate from college out of my family. Congratulations. Thank you. And Zach, out of nowhere, said that he was going to join the Marine Corps. Congratulations to him. Oh, yeah. Thank thank him. By the way, he did go into the Marines. Thank him for your service. Well, you can thank me, too, and I'll get to that later. (laughs) So back then, they had recently changed the requirements for the United States Marine Corps, saying that you needed to have at least a high school diploma or GED equivalent. Back in the day, you could drop out of high school and still join the Marine Corps. Zach, once he made his mind up, he decided that he was not going to take high school seriously at all. At all. So he, yeah, why do I need all this learning? I, I want to be a Marine. In his exact words, he said, why would I need to know the Pythagorean theorem to lob a grenade at Al-Qaeda? Which actually, when you think about it, the Pythagorean theorem actually would be useful. Would be useful. <laughs> but that was Zach's logic. So Zach signed up for the most remedial courses that he could possibly sign up for and spent his junior and senior year of high school working out constantly with the man who rec- uh, recruited him whose name I'm not making this up, his name was Sergeant Jarbo, was his name. And Jarbo and Zach would take the other committed Marine Corps hopefuls in his high school class out to do PT, exercise. Hey, I think they call them cadets. Cadets, yeah. I, they call, Zach called them pulleys, I think, is what they called them. But um, cadets, sure, why not? So Zach gives me a phone call one day while we are in high school, and I had dual enrollment in high school. I could have graduated early, but I opted to try to knock out some community college credits. And I'm just kind of staying around the high school because, again, I didn't have a home to go to. Zach gives me a phone call, and he goes, hey, brother, what's up? I say, yeah, man, what's up? And he goes, hey, um, me and Sergeant Jarbo and the boys are all up in the mountains right now. We're getting ready to do a five-mile rucksack hike, so I'm not going to have my phone on me. I was like, all right, man, just be careful. And he said, yeah, well, I got a problem. I forgot that I have a midterm in my math class uh, at like, you know, right after lunch. I said, so what do you want me to do about it? And he was just like, I mean, you're already taking like Calc 2, man. You might as well, if you can, just go in there and take it for me. And I thought, okay, fine, why not? Because I knew that if he failed these classes, he couldn't join the Marine Corps. (laughs) So I walk into that class and... The teacher just said, hey, Zach, how you doing? I said, oh, I'm good, man. I'm good. And I sat down. I'll never forget this. This is how remedial the math class Zach decided to take. The first question, if I can remember, it was along the lines of 842 plus 218. And that was it. That was the first math question. So I slam dunk this thing and walk out. And I ended up taking a couple of other exams for Zach. Uh before he graduated. So it kind of creates this ongoing joke between us that every Veterans Day I say, hey man, thank you for your service. And he goes, no man, thank you for your service. 
<laughs> yeah. By the way, that's called the Marine Corps Junior Reserve Officer Training Corps. Okay. There you go. ROTC. There you go. Yeah. And they are called cadets. <laughs> this next question, I, I, gosh, it's, it's, it's a deep question. What are some of the things that you, Jacob Garner, are thankful for? Um, obviously I'm thankful for my family. Pretty generic answer, but I really mean it. I mean, anybody that knows anything about me knows how important my family is to me. I'm also extremely thankful for my gym, Memento Combat Sports, the sense of community, the laughter, the the intense workouts, everything about it. I'm so thankful for that, Jim. And obviously, I'm thankful for my job. (laughs) Thank you. I'm glad you're thankful for your job. (laughs) (laughs) Good answer. (laughs) Uh, Okay. Uh, In post, can we move that to the top of the list? (laughs) (laughs) Nick, leave it right where it's at. Um, Now I have it recorded for posterity. I know where (laughs) in the priorities list we are. Just joking. The next question is a listener question. Okay. It comes from at Anna XX. Okay. I guess that's double X, at Anna double X. They ask, what Jacob's Haunting episode was your favorite, and where do you hope to get voted to go? For those of you who don't know and haven't listened in, we did a series uh, when Jacob was a guest host called Jacob's Haunting, and um, there's a poll out on our Facebook page currently that is asking our listeners to vote. Uh, Jacob has agreed to go to one of the places <laughs> or there's a couple other things that we throughout the the series we we talked about, uh, like a haunted attraction or spending the night at the school, which happens to be haunted. Um, and the public gets to vote and he's agreed to do whatever uh, they vote on. Um, and so what was your favorite episode? And where do you hope to spend the night in the school? <laughs> no, no. Literally, I don't want to be sent anywhere. But uh, out of all of the episodes that were my favorite, both to do the research for and just the way we recorded it, I really liked the uh, Brown Mountain Lights episode. I thought that it was super fun. I'd never heard of it. Yeah. Shout out to the one that we've recorded and haven't released yet. That one was really, really fun. Yeah. On the Sasquatch. Yeah. That one was super, super fun. That one hits uh, next week. Excellent. Yeah. Keep your keep your uh, podcast feeds open for that one because I had a blast recording that it, one. It was a great episode. I, I've never laughed. Well, of course, they didn't hear us laughing, but we laughed so much in getting the information and everything ready for that episode. If you, if, if I had to get voted to do any of them, um, I actually think that it would be a lot of fun to go to the Pisgah National Forest just because it's beautiful for starters. And I think because they have a lot of observation points that you can pull off and look at, even if we don't see the mountain, Brown Mountain Lights, it's still a gorgeous national park that I get to enjoy. I would hope that they sent me to that one, but I know that that's not going to so be So what I'm hearing is that, that you gonna... really want to go to a haunted attraction. Oh, yeah, yeah. Or you want to spend a night in the school. If I had to choose, and I hope that when I say this, you guys don't immediately jump to the one I don't want. (laughs) Out of those two, I would much rather do a haunted attraction, mainly because I work six days a week. If I really see something scary at the school, (laughs) it's going to really impact my professional life. Well, just so you know, uh, we're we're talking uh, to a paranormal investigation team that if that's the one voted, we're going to have a paranormal investigation team there with us. Yeah. As a side note, that reminds me of something really funny. Growing up, my family decided to buy a used trailer uh, on a hitch to like haul garbage to the dump. And they got a deal, but it was for a town called Sweetwater. The the, Sweetwater? The Sweetwater. uh, Next to The Loudon. And it was a defunct Sweetwater Paranormal Investigation Team. And their graphics were still on the side of this white trailer that was parked out in front of our house. So when the school bus and everybody would drive by, everybody used to ask us, like, are you guys ghost hunters? <laughs> Jake was like, hell no. Hell no. 
So just so everybody is aware, we really need you to go out and cast your vote on social media. It'll be up there for a couple more weeks. We're extending it so that people can can vote past this episode. Um, I'm dreading the results. I really am. I'm not. I'm, I'm <laughs> loving it. Um, so I have a set of questions that I like to ask all our guests. And I, I've asked you some of these questions before uh, when we were doing Jacob's Haunting. But I think it's always okay to, to retouch base. Things change. Yeah, yeah. It's been months anyways. Um, feel free to elaborate on any of them. Jacob, what's your favorite childhood memory? I had a, a very funny memory as a kid that cropped up when you asked this. So when I was nine or ten... The Olympics were taking place. I think it was the Atlanta Olympics or something like that. And we were out in the front yard, me, my twin brother, and my older sister, Maddie. We were out in the front yard playing the Olympics, you know. So we were sprinting. We were throwing pine cones like they were shock put, all this other stuff. And my dad was sitting on the front stoop watching us do all of this. Um, my dad, very, very large man. At the end of his life, he was over six foot tall, north of 200 pounds, big guy, big guy. And he only ever wore like T-shirts, like cotton T-shirts and these cotton shorts. And most of the time he was free balling it, which is going to be relevant to the story. So we end up looping him into our Olympics make-believe game and we give him a set of jump ropes to see how many he could do. So it's like the middle of the day. It's like three o'clock in the afternoon. And my dad is doing this jump rope. And on one of the bounces, his cotton shorts just literally just dropped to his ankles at the same time that a school bus was driving by our house. And my dad, in an effort to try to pull his shorts back up, he trips over the jump rope and just lands face forward, <laughs> ass up in the air as the school bus is driving by. <laughs> so, Jacob, uh, just to make everybody aware, you come from a Filipino family. Yeah. But your father. Oh, he was as white as they come. Oh, man. So he probably blinded them when the sun <laughs> hit those ass cheeks, went back into the school bus. So uh, I did take a moment to look it up. It was actually the Olympics in Athens in 2005 when that would have been happening. Oh, okay. Yeah. When, when yeah. you have been that age. So. Wow, that's that's uh, it still makes me laugh thinking about it. Honestly, hilarious story, but um, I wonder what kind of trauma that induced with all the kids on the bus. I don't know. They probably just like there's a giant mirror shining the sunlight directly <laughs> into our school bus. They probably had no idea. Huh. Well, that that's kind of a uh, funny story that you tell about your dad. But if your family or friends were going to tell a funny story about you, what do you think they'd share? My mother always loves telling this story, mainly because at the time it was not funny at all. But with time, it always gets a little funny, right? So we were flying back into California when I was 11 or 12. And for anybody who, the 1% of people who don't know this, most months out of the year, California is literally just burning and on fire, Okay. And as we were flying into California, you could actually see the wildfires everywhere. So my mother says, oh, look, you can see the fires. And me being a young kid, also not understanding that you are significantly louder. Once you're in an airplane, you just don't realize it. I immediately yell out, fire, where? On the wing? And then everybody that was sitting on the opposite side Yikes. of the aisle stood up and then started standing in the aisle and looking. And the flight attendant had to regain control of the plane. It's like, there's no fire on the wing. There's no fire on the wing. You know, I don't know who said that. And my mom you're, is pinching the shit out of my leg. You're lucky you didn't get kicked off that plane. Oh, my God, dude. The moment we landed, my mom pulled me into a, a bathroom and just wore me out for that. It was ridiculous. Lift and that ass up. Dude, I am telling you, she lit me alive, man. And <laughs> it is funny looking at it now, but whew. I scared a lot of people. Uh, I bet you did. Uh, the next question is a listener question, and it comes from at Rainbow Boy 1999, who asks, if you could have dinner with any fictional character, 
Who would it be and why? Any fictional character. Fictional. Uh, are we talking about a date or are we talking about like just dinner? I think dinner? you get to decide. If it's just a dinner, I'm going to say Hank Hill from The King of the Hill uh, cartoon show. What if it... What if it, what if you wanted it to be a date? Hank Hill from King <laughs> <laughs> Okay. If it was a date, probably David Bowie's fictional character, Ziggy Stardust. Mm-hmm. That'd be a fun date. That'd be a fun date. <laughs> I've I've got a question. And I, I know you're you're gonna wanna say me in this. Okay. But who annoys me the most? No, <laughs> <laughs> That's probably the truth. Cut that um, one. Cut that question out, please. No. Let's <laughs> leave that in. I need it recorded. Tell me, who is the most influential person in your life? Influential? hmm Yeah, definitely. Definitely my grandmother, okay. Helen. Um, your dad's mom. My dad's mom, yeah. When, when he passed away... It it forced us to be closer than ever. Obviously, she saw her son in my face, and um, my mother went back to California for a couple of years, leaving us here in Tennessee. So um, she kind of took the role of uh, like a positive parental figure in my life, mm-hmm. so much so that I actually call her every day, and oh, I eat lunch sweet. with her every Thursday. It's one of those things I refuse to miss. Well, I don't blame you. And... She is the president of the Jacob Garner fan club. But I understand she's never heard the podcast. I, I've shown it to her, but dude, she's like 81 years old, I believe. She has like uh, bunny ears on her TV. That's oh. the most advanced piece of technology in her house. I got you. But basically... technically challenged. Yeah. Any, any idea, any sort of feelings that I'm questioning and I just need a guiding hand, it's all bounced off of her first, even before it gets to Zach. With that question in mind, I'm sure she's influenced a lot of parts of your life. Mm. Uh, What are some of your passions and interests that you do outside of work? I mean, I know what they are, but the listeners may not know what they are. I see you every day and I hear about your life, but oh, yeah. the listeners uh, are just now getting to know the real Jacob. Um, so tell them a little bit about Jacob outside of the healthcare professional. Well, I I am a very, very busy person. Very busy. Uh, I have a lot of things that I'm juggling all the time. I work six days a week. Uh, I have my own practice being a LMT, or I guess licensed massage therapist for people that don't know the acronym. Um, I also have these podcasts that I work with Dr. Bolden on, but anybody that talks to me for more than five minutes will quickly find out that I do Brazilian jiu-jitsu and MMA and that I go to the gym quite often. That gym is so important to me, it can't be understated. And when you talk about a passion for something, uh, when I talk about Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu in specific, uh, I was able to love that sport when I couldn't even love myself. And it has lit a, a fiery passion for it that it's even extending into my other passion, obviously, helping people. So I'm getting ready to start doing a lot of social programs this year that are in the spirit of Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu as well, teaching it, training other people. So I'm very passionate about that. Just to put this out there, I know a lot about you. We talk a lot. We're around each other a lot during the day at work. Just to be honest, nothing you say ever surprises me anymore. <laughs> like I, I, I've heard things come out of your mouth that I'm like, oh, well, that's a Jacob thing. <laughs> um, I don't think other people uh, have had the pleasure <laughs> of knowing all that. What's something you think would surprise people if they learned it about you? There's a handful of things, uh, much like an onion. There's a lot of layers, I guess. But 
I think something that tends to surprise people quite a bit, mainly because I'm wearing scrubs and an undershirt six days out of the week, and I, I like me a good turtleneck and jeans, corduroys, you know, but I, I'm covered in tattoos, and that seems to surprise a lot of people. It cracks me up sometimes when I when I have a client that I've had for a long time, and then they'll randomly say something along the lines of, just out of the blue, I think tattoos are so trashy, and I'm like, oh. <laughs> Word? Word? Yeah, me too. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. Pull your collar up. Exactly. Um, speaking of tattoos, Jared just got a uh, brand new tattoo. Oh, it's it's so it's sick. so sick. Um, he got it from Idle Hands Tattoo, which happens to be our neighbor next door now. Yeah, literally, uh, we opened up the door and you could touch theirs. Yeah, you know? it, their door is right across the hall. Um, so... Shout out to them uh, for fantastic, fantastic art. Yeah, that guy killed it. Yeah. It's healing and, really well. Too. Yeah, uh, he got to take the cover off of it yesterday. But not only fantastic artwork, but the the care that they take in taking care of the the tattoo afterwards. Not yeah. just saying here, you know, keep it dry or whatever. Uh, they they really check in and they, they make sure that you, you, it's all done very, very professionally. Yeah. Uh, I really appreciated that too. Um, so here's another would you rather. Okay. Okay. Would you rather right. have a photographic memory or the ability to forget anything you want to? I actually already have that second ability, oddly <laughs> enough. So that's pretty useful. I think if given the choice, I know the obvious answer is photographic memory. You can memorize a million things, become super intelligent, whatnot like that. Cure cancer. Cure cancer, you know, ace every exam you've ever wanted to take. Uh, remember birthdays? That'd be a pretty sweet skill. But I, I March 8th. March 8th. Is that yours? Yeah. Oh, okay. Well, I'm going to have to re-listen to this podcast and memorize <laughs> that. But um, I think it, a photographic memory at the end of the day is more of a curse than it is a blessing. So I'm going to opt for forget anything I wanted. I'm the opposite of that. <laughs> I would love to have a photographic memory. I have a, a little bit of an eidetic memory, but photographic memory would be so sweet. Um, our next question is a listener question. comes from at Cameron. Uh, and at Cameron asks, do you have twin telepathy? This is actually a question that I've been asked about probably a million times at this point. The answer is not really. Or maybe. Maybe. I mean, so I've heard people describe this kind of like phenomenon, I guess is what you could call it, mm -hmm. where like a parent is just tossing and turning at night, can't sleep doesn't understand why they're feeling so anxious and on edge and then they randomly call one of their children only to find out that that kid just got in a car accident or they're going through a breakup or they're having a depressive episode and there's no indication there was no communication between that parent and child how they're doing they just had that gut feeling that something was wrong and me and Zach have that for each other the amount of times over the years where one or the other is going through something and then we just randomly call them in the middle of the night and say, dude, yeah, I'm fucked up right now. I don't know what's going on. Now like, I'm going to call you out on something here. Yeah. Uh, you told me a story a while back about how you all used to <laughs> scam people. We didn't do it for money. Okay, so we didn't do it for money. So the temporalis muscle, it sits near your eyebrows, okay? When you clench your teeth, you can flex that muscle. You can feel it raise and lower, right? So when me and Zach were in grade school, we figured out about that. So what we would do when people would ask us, do we have twin telepathy? We used to be like, oh, yeah. Yeah, we totally do. In fact, we'll prove it. I will step out of the room, and you are going to tell Zach a number one through ten. And then I'm going to come back in, and I'm going to read his mind and tell it to you. So I'd step out of the room. They would write a number down on the board and then erase it or whisper it to Zach. I would walk in, and then I would place both of my hands on that temporalis muscle on either side. 
And then Zach would clench his teeth corresponding to the number that they told him. And I would do the whole, like, Madame Zuso or whatever. It was like, oh, I'm getting a number. I, <laughs> I can't tell. And I'd be closing my eyes and really selling it. And then I would go, is the number six? And then the crowd would erupt. Everybody's, oh, my God. But then where it really got funny was like, we're going to tell him the, the name of a car or a color. Like, it, it only works with numbers. So <laughs> only works with numbers. Gosh, you all must have had some weird, wild, fun times. You have no idea. <laughs> um, this next set of questions that I have, I'm going to call them quick fire questions. Okay. Okay. We want to get, get the answers out there as fast as we can. Coffee right. or tea? Coffee. Early bird or night owl? Night owl. Dog or cat? I'm a dog person. One thing you can't live without? Um, the gym. Uh, what's your go-to comfort food? Fried chicken. Summer or winter? Summer, dude. Especially after the weather we've been having. Sweet or savory? So sweet. Texting or talking? Phone calls. Talking. Uh, favorite holiday? Thanksgiving. Last song you listened to? Uh, no Tears by Scarface. Last podcast you listened to? Time Suck with Dan Cummins. First celebrity crush? Oh, Freddie Mercury. Favorite junk food? Oh, uh, pie. Okay. What one song you have to sing along to if you hear it? Snake Eyes by the Milk Carton Kids. City Life or Countryside? Uh, city Life. City Life. What's your favorite way to relax after a long day? Uh, no. <sighs> Keep it clean. <laughs> um, my second favorite way is going to the gym. Okay. Uh, what's your favorite dinner? Oh. No, let me, let me. What's for dinner tonight? Tonight? I'm eating everything that's going to go bad because I'm going to be in the Bahamas for a week. So I think it's going to be like a sweet potato and a steak. Okay, great. Uh, name one of the seven dwarfs. Dopey. <laughs> of course. Cake or pie? Pie, bro. How many cups of coffee do you drink a day? Um, now? Uh, now it's only like four or five. When you were in school, how many was it? Oh my God. We actually tallied it up one day. So, again, I worked for Starbucks back in the day. Not a sponsor. Not a sponsor. And I w was able to have as many free drinks as I possibly wanted. And I ended up doing the math one day. We ended up keeping a running tally. I think I had anywhere on a Tuesday, which were my long days, I had anywhere in between 8 to 11 shots of blonde espresso with two 24-ounce cups of Earl Grey tea. And usually a nitro, 16-ounce nitro cold brew in a day. You were just a vibrating heart. Oh, yeah. And there were days when I was in school where I wasn't eating. Right. You I were was doing fasting. day fasts. So on Tuesdays were one of those days. So in 24 hours, all of everything that went into my body was just caffeine. It's crazy. Caffeine bitches. This next listener question is from at V who asks, what did you find joy in 10 years ago? And what do you think you'll find joy in five years from now? 10 years ago? 10 years ago. So I would have been 18. Mm -hmm. That was a shitty point in my life. So if I'm being 100% honest at 18, the only thing that brought me joy was drugs and alcohol. I see. What do you think you're going to be finding joy from in five years? Five years from now? Mm -hmm. Hopefully those uh, social programs that I talked about, they're going to start bearing a lot of fruit. I got you. I have a really weird question because I know some of your habits and stuff. Yeah. Um, what's the strangest food combination you enjoy that other people might find gross or weird or odd? Um, I definitely, I just want to make a side note. I agree with Dr. B on this one because people think he's weird for it as well. But putting peanut butter in ramen noodles is fire. It, it is. is so good. I get spicy ramen and I put my reduced fat Jif peanut butter in it. And I'm just going to tell you, it's so good. And Dude, everybody looks at me like I'm stupid. It takes like a, what, a 79 cent packet of ramen and just brings it to another it's like something i can eat i eat it probably twice a week it's like say. thai peanut sauce dude it's delicious but i guess in my own private thing a lot of people find really odd anytime me and my twin go out to eat lunch or dinner together we order our main entree and the dessert to come out at the same time 
Oh. So we'll eat like our, our hot wings and our ice cream together. So kind of like a sweet, savory, sweet and spicy kind of thing? Yeah, and we don't like pile it all in the same bowl and eat it, but we like jumping between both. I got you. Uh, another listener question comes from at Caitlin, who asked, what's it like to have a large family, especially being a twin? I mean, having a large family is incredible uh, just because you have just a massive support system, but it's also pretty annoying, mainly because, like I've said, I'm a very busy person, and when you have now as a 16 or 17 family members that live out here, there's a lot of last-minute plans you just get thrown into your lap that familial and cultural obligations mean I just have to drop whatever I'm doing and go do it, which is kind of annoying. I like to have a routine. It's really annoying. Oh, uh, listen. Okay, I'm sorry. <laughs> They're upset because I've had to miss some D&D sessions mm-hmm. because of familial things. That just... Kawawa is getting the hell beat out of it. Dude, him. he really is. Dude. That's his character in D&D. <laughs> uh, but having a twin is just incredible. I, I, I truly don't understand how people that don't have twins, I... I actually cannot imagine a life without Zach, and I don't want to. That's really sweet. Uh, last listener question. It comes from Ad Emily. She asked, what do you think happens when you die? When I die? When anybody dies. Um, I think the fairest answer I can give is that I just don't know. I don't know. But I do believe that we're all going to find out one day. I think you also believe in the existence of ghosts and something's happening. So whether I'm here, whether I move on, I don't know if that's going to happen. And to be honest with you, as crazy as it sounds, it doesn't keep me up at night. I'm just really thankful that I'm alive right now. I'm really thankful you're alive too, Jacob. I'm not going to get too (laughs) sappy. So Jacob, second to last question. Is there someone you'd like to give a shout-out to or express appreciation for? Mm, Obviously, I want to give a shout-out to my twin, Zach, my grandmother, even though she'll never listen to this. But if I play it for her, she'll listen to it. (laughs) And the gym, my mental combat sports. They deserve a lot of credit for who I am today. Those three entities. Excellent. Well, last question. Is there a question that you wish I'd asked you during this interview? And if so, what would the answer be? So I don't know who will have to hear this, but it's actually a question that people have asked me over the years. We've glanced over it, but this isn't a sob story. My life has been anything but easy. And... There were a lot of moments in my life where a person would ask me, why do you keep doing it, man? What keeps you going? And it kind of like a light bulb went off in my head, and it guides a lot of how I feel whenever I'm going through a tough time. I legitimately just want to see what tomorrow's like. Nice. Well, family, that's it for this episode of the Ravensville Cauldron. I'm Ed Bolden. And I'm Jacob Carter. We hope you enjoyed this episode. If you like what you heard, make sure you join us for our next episode of the Ravensville Cauldron when we'll be looking at the dark and tragic chapter in human history we refer to as the witch hunts, when individuals accused of practicing witchcraft were persecuted, tortured, and often killed. Now, family, as we look around the world today, it's more evident than ever that the world needs compassion, love, and understanding. We have some of the best folks working for us to help make this listening experience exceptional. We here at the Ravensville Cauldron and Small Raven Media want to make a heartfelt plea, a plea for kindness. In a world where we often are divided by our differences, let's unite through the universal language of kindness. Kindness is more than a word. It's a lifestyle, a conscious choice that we make every day. It's in the gentle words we speak, the warm smiles we share, and the helping hands we extend. Remember, every act of kindness, no matter how small, 
has the power to touch hearts and transform lives. So let's make a promise today, a promise to be a little kinder, a little gentler, and a little more understanding. As cliche as it may be, let's make a pact together to be the change we need to see in this world. Let's be kind to one another, not just today, but every day. Because in the end, kindness is the thread that binds us all together. I started to say thank you for having me on the show, but I'm not a guest anymore. That's right. You're not. So, family, as we come to the end of this episode about me, I'd like to thank you all for tuning in and sticking with us. Even when our jokes are a little bit more cringe than comedy, your support means the world to us, even more than a fresh cup of coffee on a Tuesday morning. And that's saying a lot. Oh, yeah. You guys are the reason we keep going. So, remember... Without you, we'd just be two people talking to ourselves. So keep listening, keep laughing, and we'll catch you in the next episode. Now, family, you adults have a few chores to do. Go on over to ravensvel.com and see about doing your chores on social media. Follow us on all the social media platforms that we've made available just for you guys. Like, listen, subscribe, and follow wherever you listen to podcasts. And if you don't mind, leave us a rating and a comment. We love to hear from you guys. You can find the Ravensvale podcast on your favorite podcast platform. And if you haven't already, just search for Ravensvale Cauldron Podcast. And again, make sure you hit the follow button to stay updated with our latest episodes. Oh, and tell a friend about us, won't you? So until next time, family, see, see you soon. soon. The Cauldron is a production of Small Raven Media. Today's episode was hosted by Ed Bolden Greer with guest co host Jacob A. Garner. Audio engineering and sound design by Nick Devan at Nikki D. Sound. Copyrighted 2023. Small Raven Media. All rights reserved. <laughs>